check, check. Mic check. Show presented by Maxis Tires, 100% goggles, decal works, get data, and vertex pistol. On FlipMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show coming at you Thursday, April 27th, 11 a.m. Pacific, Nashville. This weekend, and three to go in the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series. 11 points up for Eli Tomac. Hunter Lawrence should clinch this weekend. Jet should clinch, uh, I think, next weekend. And, yeah, man, uh, lots to still talk about when it comes to the series, though. 702-586-7857 if you want to chat about Supercross or MXGP or World Supercross or whatever. Uh, we'll take your calls. We're giving away a set of Fly Race and Patrol gloves uh, off-road. There's the off-road line. Uh, so giving away a set of gloves from the folks at Fly Racing as well as a set of 100% goggles. So, uh, yeah, thank you to those guys. Thank you to Fly Racing, man. I don't know how many of you have tried Fly Racing recently, but, uh, yeah, go down to your dealer. Go to motorsport.com. Get it. Try it. Kinetic mesh, super lightweight, super vented. It's getting hot out. That's the gear you want uh, if it's if for cool temperatures. And But speaking of the patrol stuff, if you ride off-road, look at the patrol line of gear. I wore it when I went and did that uh, off-road ride with the Weimer and RV. Loved it. And uh, Evo stuff as well, good. Kinetic, good. Uh, they got a price point and a fitment and a color selection that you will like. And honestly, read up on that Formula Helmet. It's great. So thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for coming on board. Maxis, Get, Decal Works, Vertex, Plum Creek Funding, 100% all on board with us. We're going to have Lewis Phillips and JT on the show today. We're going to take your phone calls. Uh, from beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride. Upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com. Promo code PulpMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Sean is waiting for your order right now. Sean from Decal Works. Thank you to those guys. Red Bull KTM, Husqvarna Off-Road using Decal Works. They'll design it. They'll show you a proof. They'll put the graphics on that you want. They'll put the logos on that you want. And uh, they'll do a great job. And Kiefer uses them. I use them. Thanks to Decal Works for coming on board, as well as Vertex Pistons, providing the highest quality aftermarket replacement and performance kits for the power sports industry, including complete engine rebuild kits, piston kits, gasket kits, and more. They're manufactured in Italy. The cast and forged pistons are the premier choices for power and performance, and they make pistons for UTVs, ATVs, snowmobiles, watercraft, and, of course, dirt bikes. Uh, taking your calls over there, holding things down. Uh, he's back in again. We, he's gonna, we might end the show early because his tea time is coming up, but uh, he's here. At least in in us in body, the Tisla Jerry Tits. What's up? You know I use decal works as well. Oh, you do? Yeah, All I right. got some uh, some pre printed numbers for Hold me on. and my boy. You just use the code and that's it. That 
is it. You didn't. I didn't ask for a freebie. Didn't do wow. anything. Wow. That yeah. is not like you. No, it's not. No. Uh, but I felt like it was the least I could do. And so. also, do we want to give a shout out to our dear friend, Nick? Uh, Prime Foods Distributing. Uh, sending me a tomahawk. I've not yet enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but it is on my to-do list. Uh, <laughs> but yes, thank you to him. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you to uh, to Nick at Prime Foods for dialing tits in with a, with a tomahawk. That's 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 he's he's very excited. I can't believe he didn't ask for a better deal than the one we do on decalmx.com because that is unlike him. He's he needs to go to the hospital. He needs to get checked out because if you know anything about freebies and things like that, it's this legendary's wheelhouse. Like Weege, if it's for free, oh, it's I know. for me. Oh, we're well aware of that. Uh, so thank you to the folks at uh, uh, Fly Racing for coming on board. Let's get Lewis Phillips on the line if we can. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to talking to you guys about uh, uh, Nashville coming up this weekend. I wonder if Lewis has a cowboy hat, if he's, if he's ready to go. I, I, all these things. Uh, I wonder about all these things. So we'll get into um, uh, some thoughts uh, from the fans. And let's go to Joel on one. What's up, Joel? How are you, man? Hey, what's going on? It's cool to have Lewis on there. He's always fun to listen yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was gonna. I was actually just gonna bring up, see if you guys wanted to kick it around a little bit more. That that guy that made the 450 main with the long hair that yeah, called in Simonson. Monday. Yep. Um, what a cool story he is. And I, I rewatched the race. I think he lined up. Can you imagine starting your first ever 450 main and lining up next to Eli Tomac? And I think Ken Roxon was on his other yeah, side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Yeah crazy right so cool i mean i just thought man what a cool thing to bring that up again and then um was gonna see if you get a chance like since you get to talk to so many people tell Stuart, like get somebody that could get into Stuart's ear how awesome he is at that don't you think he's really good in the booth yeah he's great he's fantastic i agree um i I think uh um they're gonna use him more you know and i think for motocross he's gonna do a bunch of the the nationals as well so yeah i think he's enjoying it i'm I haven't listened to his pod much. I'm behind a bunch of episodes, but he's good at that too, you know? So Yeah, it, it, it's a totally different flavor than we're used to. Just I mm-hmm. think his upbringing and himself, he's just got a different personality. But uh, it, I think everyone so, that's around us, they really enjoy it in him in the booth. I think he brings out the better of Ricky too, it seems like. I agree. Let me ask you this. Um, should I let Simonson in the LCQ race if I get to cut his hair? Oh, 100%. What okay. a cool – I mean, just the idea of it alone. How right. can you not? It just it feels okay. too good to not. All right. I'll mark you down. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the call. All right. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for you. all the stuff. Yep. Thank you. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Uh, let's get uh, our first guest on the line from uh, Vital MX and uh, from the U.K., home of the Beatles. It's Lewis Phillips. What's up, Lewis? Hey. How's it going? How you doing? Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. So, got a lot to talk to you about. Um Mostly Max and the and the sex and ship, uh, but let's get let's dive into it. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Lewis or myself? Okay, um, you're on the ship, you're on the sex and ship, and you know we saw the incident in East Rutherford, and you know we saw some other incidents with him lately. We were kind of talking if he could go on a run, he could win this thing. That's not going to happen. Um, where are you at with Barsha's? two moves uh east rutherford that he pulled on the sexton ship it it was fine i guess like obviously it wasn't great for chase and had it honestly had that not happened i think chase could have done something similar to max had a kind of clear track on that one and gone because you could see before the crash um chase was actually riding quite well for that half a lap Mm -hmm. and then he got up and it was like the confidence had gone. Obviously, the grips were muddy. His hands yeah, were muddy. Yeah. His vision was probably screwed. Um, 
So I, I do actually think that he maybe could have called back more points had he not crashed on that one. But I didn't think the pass was, there wasn't really anything wrong with it. Did it suck for like the championship and the story? Yeah, sure. But I don't think anyone can really go after Barsha for it. But it was, it was slightly, maybe slightly over the line, but not over the line enough yeah. for any drama. Yeah, I mean, he, was, he wasn't happy, and I wouldn't be either, and I would expect him to not be happy. But on the other hand, I kind of shrug my shoulders and go, oh, that's racing. Yeah, and that's also Balsha. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so can the ship rattle off three in a row here? I mean, I think he can. Will that be enough for the championship? I, I, I mean, I don't know now, but um, I, that's, that's the thing that sucks at the moment is after Atlanta, I was really thinking that we were going to have a three-way fight and it was going to go down to the wire and Salt Lake City was going to be this epic shootout of three guys, winner takes all, which is basically all I've wanted this entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I feel like we deserve that. The whole season has kind of hinted that that's what we're going to get, so let's follow through on it. Um, but now... There's, there's like, there is literally no doubt that Tomac is in the driver's seat, and I think I would say that right now Tomac has Webb and Sexton on the ropes, and he can finish this thing in Nashville. Like, if he wins this weekend, then he can go into Denver and Salt Lake with little to no stress. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, if if Chase or Cooper win this weekend, then that still makes it a bit interesting. But still, I think Eli is a heavy favorite at this point. Yeah, I would agree. Is uh. You know, he's 10 back a web, and I don't know what's going on with Coop, but 4-4-5 the last three weeks. We could, we could see the ship getting second in the points. Yeah, I think, I think that um, Coop versus Chase for second is more of a story now than Coop versus Eli for first. I agree, um, yeah. Which, again, it sucks to say because I really want a title fight, <laughs> but I just think that's gone now. Um, yeah, I feel like it. Like obviously a lot has happened in the last three weeks, but I feel like it's been really swept under the carpet. But Coop hasn't been on the podium since Seattle. Like that was a long time ago now. Well, you know, we went to dinner with him in Seattle on Friday night. So, is that a coincidence? So maybe we need to do that again. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. Are you saying that we're the problem or the solution? No, the solution. He was on the podium oh. in Seattle. Okay, well, yeah, I didn't know if you were saying that we kind of kick-started a run here. No, yeah, we are the solution. Let's do yeah, it. yeah, 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 absolutely, right? Um, maybe we should go for dinner with Chase. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, what are you wh- – I'm looking forward to your reactions to Nashville, just the city and the vibe and the culture of Nashville. Yeah, I don't I, – I, I, I've obviously heard a lot about it. I have no idea what to expect. All I know is that it is a place do that you, is popular. Do you have a cowboy hat? I do not. Do I need to buy one? Yes. Yes, ASAP. Okay. And Will I get mugged and killed if I don't have a cowboy hat on? Uh, well, if, you, if you can hide that accent, you'll be okay. But if you don't have a cowboy hat and you have that accent, yes, but good chances okay. that you don't make it out of Nashville alive. Okay, I'll, bu- I'll buy a cowboy hat and a bulletproof vest. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun city, man, and it's a day race. So, you know, Saturday night will be fine. Yeah, I am. Uh, this is one where I am actually looking forward to like checking it out, checking out the stadium, checking out the vibe of the event. Like, this is definitely one of the supercrosses that has got. Well, as far as I can tell, yeah. it's got its own unique feel, and like it's kind of like a little landmark on the calendar. Yeah. Do you um, uh, do you know who Johnny Cash is? I do not. Okay. All right. Moving on. Um, is that also going to be a problem? <laughs> kinda. Yeah. There's actually a Johnny Cash museum uh, downtown. 
Okay, so what basically the what uh, the gist that I'm getting here is I should just not go to Nashville. <laughs> I think you should stay home. Yeah, <laughs> okay, you, well, yeah. I hope no one questions you on your uh, a citizen status or country music knowledge or where your hat is or anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll just keep my head down. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Uh, uh, looking forward to to seeing your thoughts on Nashville for sure. Um, okay, so. Max Anstey, you listened to him on Monday's uh, Pulp Mech show, and uh, you helped me arrange that. Thank you. You're as his media liaison. Um, he was great. He got the win. Um, you know, he, he came back from the GPs. He didn't have a real ride in the MXGPs, right? Like, he didn't have an option, really, when he came over for Hep Suzuki. Yeah, he, well, he, he had an option with Dixon and Jackie Martin, but they were, like, yeah. little money and terrible bikes. So. Yeah, yeah. So... He comes. Oh, he comes back to America. Of course, he started here with with uh, with Star Guys back in the day. He comes back to America with Hep, and I thought he had a nice season with Hep. Uh, obviously, he wasn't happy with the team and the bike that much. We all know that sort of publicly leaked over. I still thought he had a decent season, and then he signs with Uri for two fifty class. And yeah, I mean, you know, I I've been very vocal about the the older guys in the two fifty class, but I don't feel like Max fits this standard because he doesn't have a lot of career races right he obviously went to mxgp forever so now he's back he started off strong now he's got this win yes it's in the mud and yes he's good in the mud but i don't care a win's a win um this is a really nice story developing for max anstey and the firepower team and everything yeah yeah no 100 percent. and i agree with you on the whole um his age not really being a factor because um, I looked into it this week, and I think Max has 40 Supercross stars, and mm-hmm. Jet has 28. So that's that's a comparable number. Um, there's really not that much of a difference there. So I don't look at, I don't look at it as Max being an old guy in a car who knows so much more than all of these young kids, and is just taking advantage of that. Um, yeah, he he has said like a million times that Gus coming into the season, he didn't know what to expect. He didn't know if he was going to be a top five guy. And honestly, like in talking to him off a record, that is true. Like, because there was a few times where I said, like, I think you can podium, and he was like, Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Like, he definitely wasn't clear on what this would be. Um, I think that already being on the podium uh, in three times in the first three rounds that exceeded his expectations quite a lot. And now a win is, yeah, a win is kind of a cherry on top of the cake, isn't it? Like, it, uh, San Diego 2010 when it was muddy, he was running second, crashed with two corners to go and finished fourth. So this season has been like a nice, yeah. um, what's the word? Not justice for that race, but um, kind of just a nice way to bury the hatchet with what happened in San Diego in 2010. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, it's been a, it's been a, a, a nice thing for him to, to come back to. So question for you, um, the world supercross guys kind of grabbed our audio uh, from him talking about doing the world supercross and how it's really, you know, uh, 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 a preferred alternative to the Nationals and for all the reasons that Max talked about and, and some of it I agree with. The World Supercross guys were quick to grab it uh, and put it up on their social channels. Uh, what do you think about that? The World Supercross guys are just doing too much. They're, they're too busy. They need to calm down, settle down, and just let things happen. They're, they are yeah. moving too quickly and they're doing too much. Just take a step back, breathe, <laughs> and let things happen. Um, yeah, no, Max saw that they pulled that audio and kind of like made it. They pulled an, pulled audio that definitely worked in their favor, I guess you'd yeah, say. Yeah. And yeah. he was stressing, like, oh my God, that comes across really bad. And like, so, yeah, it's, it, they, they're doing too much. Behind the scenes, 
in front of the scenes. Um, right, right. They're, they're doing too much on all angles. Well, but. it kind of, you know, it puts Max, the reason I was kind of asking is it puts Max in a little difficult spot. I mean, he said the words, nothing wrong with that. Uh, he said the words, but yeah, like, you know. It just puts them in a little bad spot to just highlight it, right? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like like I feel like they're kind of publicizing Max's. Max Anstey hates outdoors and is choosing World Supercross because this is his passion. When like that isn't that's a very aggressive way of putting it. Yeah. Max yeah. got offered a deal. Max got offered a deal to race AMA Supercross and World Supercross, and that was the best thing on the table for him. So right, that's what right. he's doing. Like last year when he was with Rocky Mountain. He was very excited about the outdoors when yeah. that was obviously still a team. A thing, yeah. Um, yeah. And like a thing, if he was on, say, a star bike this year, you can guarantee he'd be absolutely pumped to do outdoors. Um, we saw how outdoors went for him at the nation with Firepower Honda. So naturally, maybe that isn't the way to go in his current situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if so, there's only six rounds of the world and. And I, I don't – this is just conjecture. I have no – I'm putting. I'm just putting this together right now in my head, so I could be wrong. But, you know, right. the outdoor purse is increased quite a bit this year. And I would – and there's more. There's five more outdoors than, than World Supercross. I wonder if you actually, you know, put Max in a 5 to 10 spot every moto, if he would make more money. It would be harder, yes, but if he would make more money doing nationals. We'd have to do the math on that. I don't – know the world supercross payout off the top of my head i don't know if it's so much better because again it's six to eleven races uh yeah i'm just saying if you're just looking at it financially just straight across the board uh max i wonder if max would make with the new purse structure if max max would make as much or even come close doing the nationals doing 11 nationals as opposed to six world supercrosses i don't know yeah i'm, I'm sure if he wins world supercross he would probably make more money there for less yes, work, like yes. you say. Oh, yeah, yeah. But also, it's not just about money in the moment, is it? It's about long-term future as well. Okay, maybe that's not as important with Max, but for someone like Enzo Lopes, um, yeah, sure, maybe he can make a lot of money doing World Supercross this year, but it would actually take money away from him in years to come because teams like Star, Pro Circuit, Troy Lee, whatever, maybe won't look at him as hard as they would have if he races outdoors this year and kills it. Mm-hmm. Um so it's kind, of, it's kind of two different stories there. There's money in the moment and yeah. then also long-term financial gain. Yeah, the World Supercross guys, and again, Adam and those guys there, they're, they're great. They're awesome. I, I'm a fan of the series. I think it's great. But I, I was a little like, come on, guys. Come on. Like, don't just – don't, like, uh, grab a soundbite and make Max maybe, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I was a little – Yeah, they did it, like, they did it with the Daytona press conference when Max talks about um, – racing world supercross for the money and how he wants the money and like like kind of said it in a sarcastic funny haha way and they pulled that as if it was the most serious soundbite ever and like this is war and max is our leader and it's just it's not (laughs) they're doing too much they're doing too much (laughs) well and then our body paul parabinos was responded on twitter yesterday when they they said gregory aranda is is getting ready Oh yeah, they, no, I think I think the caption was something like Gregory Aranda is on fire in all capitals. <laughs> to that, I would say, settle down, World Supercross. Yeah, yeah. once again, you're doing too much. <laughs> you're doing too much. Well, looking forward to that series when it gets kicked off for sure. Coming up. Um, all right, so let's get into a little bit of uh, of uh, American stuff again. Um, Barsha's win certainly cements uh, a very good season to him. Roxon got a win, a very good season to him. 
Who's having a better season, though, Lewis? Who, I don't know. I'm throwing this at you without any prep, but who's having a better season, or is it even possible to say one guy's having a better season than the other? I mean, uh, right now, Barsha's ahead of him by six points. They both have a win, right? So I um, my, my immediate reaction is Barsha um, because ever since Daytona, he has been he has been one of the guys. I feel like he's he's exited that second tier, which is where Kenny is, I believe. Say, Kenny is at the top of the second tier. Barsha has left that group and cemented himself amongst Tomac, Webb, Sexton, um, which you could argue he hasn't done since, since 2013, his first year on the 450. So, my, yeah, my immediate reaction, my gut reaction is definitely Barsha. Because also, I, like, if Barsha wins out, I'm not shocked. If Kenny wins out, I am shocked. Sure. But... But Barsha is on a factory gas gas. We know how good that is. So Roxon's season versus expectations, maybe that makes it a little bit better because if Roxon wasn't racing right now and had had five top tens for the year, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, yeah, that was where expectations right. were at coming in, I feel, for, amongst a lot of people. So Kenny has definitely shocked the world more, I would say. But I still think that Barsha is having a nicer season and, a real Bosch is honestly one of the best stories to come from this season. I think. Yeah. Does he? We made a joke on Monday's show about him not being able to mark that he's been clean since he took down the ship. Do you agree on that? Does, does the counter get yeah. reset? Yeah, the, the counter has got reset, okay. and honestly, right. he took he took down a ship. A ship is not an easy thing to no. take down, no. especially no. in wet conditions. Yeah, you got a point there. All right, uh, yeah. we got some questions for uh, for us. First up, it is John with an SMX question. What's up, John? Yes, sir. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Um, uh-huh. uh, for the SMX, are they going to allow any of the GP riders, maybe the top guys, come over and have a place for them, or are they going to not make that happen? I have not heard anything about that, Lewis. Um, well, I, I believe ever since the change of the SMX date, um, I think the first one clashes with a GP, the GP of Vietnam, of all places. Um, but I know mm. GP guys, ha- I have spoken to GP guys about doing it, because technically they could do one or two outdoors and qualify if they do well. So, right. yeah, there's nothing stopping them doing it. And yeah. I've definitely had conversations with top guys about how they should do it, and they, they're interested. Yeah, remember the top 20 get have to qualify on uh, Supercross and Motocross points, John, and then there's an LCQ yeah. for everybody else. So. Um, it is tough to make it, but I don't know. Maybe they could give him a wild card or anything else. I don't know. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. do, hey, do they have any uh, more GP riders that are maybe going to head over here, race Supercross again, a la Mike Who, Fancy? Who's the next GP guy that comes over? You seem to think Langefelder, Felder, Lewis? No, he's not. Langefelder isn't going to come because every time I told him to come, he replied that Supercross is scary. So he is... Mm. He is going to stay okay. in Europe. Okay. But, um, the Coonan brothers are coming 2025 for sure. Uh, Kaiser Wolf is talking about coming to America 24-7 by all accounts. Um, okay. So I expect him to come at the end of his current Husky contract. Uh, I'd say they are definitely the next two or three riders. All right, cool. Thanks, John. Uh, Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've also uh, heard behind the scenes, so the 250 Supercross West has one more race than the East Series? Uh, yeah. as of right now. And so, therefore, the West guys have more chances to get into the SMX races because they have one more race, right? Yeah. Um, and the AMA doesn't know how they're going to handle it. Apparently, this is, uh, this is new to them. So. Yeah, because I guess they, they need to handle it in some way, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. 
But yeah, what do you do? Do you just award like bonus points for the East Riders based on their averages? Like that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Good luck, Amy. We'll find out like 10 minutes before gates drop in Chicago or Charlotte, whatever's first. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, All right, Nathan's on three. What's up, Nathan? Hey, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, So my question is actually, it's about the Lawrence brothers. And, you know, obviously they're both huge stars and we hear about them all the time. It seems to me we hear a lot about Jet and where he's going with the 450 class. We saw what he did in the MX of Nations, and I personally think we're going to see him go on a huge run when he hits the 450s. But I'm a little curious about his brother, Hunter. We just haven't seemed to hear much about, like, what he's going to do on a 450. And honestly, I have a hard time picturing him beating his brother once they are both in the 450s. Mm -hmm. I just kind of want to get your thoughts on how you think Hunter is going to do when he gets into that 450 class and he's got to go against Jet and you know yeah. Chase will be there and, and all the other guys. Well, I know that the TV broadcast is pushing Hunter being basically the same as uh, Jet. They're, they're one of the same riders, blah, blah, blah. They forget that Hunter got injured for two years and they also forget about Jet being younger. So right. I, in my eyes, I see Hunter, and I'll ask Lewis here, but I see Hunter as a solid 450 guy. I see him like an Aaron Plessinger, you know, type of guy. Uh, solid top fives, uh, top ten all the time, that kind of uh, g- career, which is that's great, and there's nothing wrong with it. And then I see Jet being able to win championships. Uh, Lewis, where do you stand? Uh, yeah, I'm exactly the same. I was actually thinking about this last weekend, and, yeah, I see Hunter as being uh, fourth through eighth every weekend, occasional podiums, maybe a win here and there when the situation arises, whereas Jet, I think we're all pegging as, like, an immediate contender, and he's going to win, which is a fairly safe bet. Um, but, yeah, I don't think – you put Hunter and Jet on 450 side by side, I think Jet has the brighter future, and I'm, I'm pretty sure even Hunter would agree to that. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think Hunter's going to jump in and be a title contender. Uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's where we're at, Nathan. With that, yeah, I, I, that's exactly how I feel too. And I guess I would piggyback off that and ask, you know, like, do you think that's going to be a source of frustration or like jealousy or anything with Hunter? Like up until this point, the brothers have been, been like remarkably chill with. I mean, they've yeah. both done really well. Yeah. But do you think like when they're both at the same class, same level, like Hunter is going to? I don't know if it caused any drama. But, no, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't believe so, Lewis. I think it's all yeah. fine, you know. So yeah, I think I think if if there was going to be jealousy, then it would have been a couple of years ago when Jet was leading Anaheim two and stealing all the headlines, and Hunter was sat on the couch injured and not even making his Supercross debut. So that would have been the time when there was a bit of a rift and jealousy. I think. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call, Nathan. Yeah. Do you want a pair of hundred percent goggles or do you want a fly racing patrol gloves? Uh, the gloves would be awesome. Okay. All right. Stay on hold. All right. We'll get cool. them to you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Appreciate it. Lewis Phillips here on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Let's go to David on one. What's up, David? Hey, how are we doing today? Good. Yeah, I got a question. So this week with the mud race, you know, they had lots of strange people in positions that they're not normally in as far as finish-wise. There's lots of talk about contingency. So, First off, can can you explain what does a rider have to do to aside from obviously placing in the top whatever to get the contingencies? But from the manufacturer standpoint, does the does the vehicle have to have like does the KTM have to say KTM on it? Because like with a um, say like the one the bikes that the Hills Brothers ride, it doesn't really say KTM anywhere on it. 
do the manufacturers frown on that? Or yeah, what, they, how does that work? They all have different rules. Uh, generally speaking, the front fender needs to stay the OEM color. Uh, over the years, okay. I've seen the logo uh, as well has to stay on the bike, but I'm not sure about the hill thing. That's a, that's a great question because they're all riding black KTM's, right? So I don't yeah. know like how that works, but maybe KTM has no rule. I'm not sure. Generally, though, the front fender has to stay the color of the original OEM to qualify for contingency. So, uh, Lewis, why don't and, and you look I'll, into that for for your for Vital MX? Yeah, I'll do I'll do that in Nashville instead of getting beaten up. Okay. Also, uh, so I, I also there's talk of a lot of these guys that are making an end of the night show that are privateers are riding like 22 or 21 bikes. Is there again? Does it have to be a current year or does it? No, it usually a it's years usually old? it's three years, I believe. Uh, three okay. years for that, uh, from generally what I know. Again, every manufacturer is a little different, but three years yep. seems to be the seems to be the okay. If you ride a model within that year, so okay, great. All Thank right. you very much. No problem. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's interesting. Like. Hill Brothers have been killing it, and you would think riding all black KTMs, maybe they wouldn't get contingency. Yeah. Yeah, all, all black KTMs are monster. They are like the furthest thing from KTM possible. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, you're right about that. Um, all right, uh, Nashville this weekend, uh, going to be a good good round. I'm going to ask JT this same question, and I probably should have prepped you and him, but I, I, I'm just too lazy, Lewis. Which, co- which coast – which coast is the better coast? Which is the stronger coast? Um, well, originally, like in January, February, I thought it was east. And then in Seattle, Dylan Walsh sat me down and, and explained to me why it was west. And he started to win me around, and I was like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I can see where you're coming from. Um, and then after East Rutherford, Max walked up to me and said, yeah, the west is deeper, 100%. And it's better, and it's faster. So I, I feel like I've got solid evidence that West is best. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. Um, um, when you look at, you know, obviously McAdoo's out, but him and Hampshire are pretty solid, right? Um, the East has Max. Had Nate Thrasher, but before this year, Nate hadn't done that much. A couple of wins. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's an interesting question. And, I, but I, I, I tend to lean West. Yeah, I, I definitely lean west. I think originally I was kind of distracted by east because there was a lot of there was a lot of riders that could podium, but then there was I think there was less podium potential on the west because the top end is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah, which means west is best. Okay, seven zero two five eight six pop. You got a question for Lewis Phillips from uh, Vital MX? Give us a call. Still got a set of one hundred percent goggles to give away. Jason Thomas coming up next. So we talked about Anderson on Monday's show and. I'm kind of like, I don't know. Jason sometimes, like, he had a great season last year. Obviously, this year, uh, no wins uh, unless you count the Triple Crown, which AMA doesn't on their sheets, and that's a whole other thing we can talk about. But no wins, no, you know, not, uh, not a great season, no laps led, uh, again, unless you count the uh, Triple Crown. Um, two, two, two bad races in a row. One, you know, obviously due to his kid being born, and then obviously a mutter, which the new Mexican – Rider is probably not good at, but I kind of have um, two ways to think about this. One is he's pissed, and he gets you know maybe one of these last three line up for him to grab the win, like say a Salt Lake where Eli's worried about the title and Webb is f it, I don't care, and whatever, and then Anderson grabs a win like a Zach Osborne win a few years yeah. ago, or he's like screw it, I'm riding motocross all the time, which is what I hear. He's just been riding moto. And I don't even care about these last three. 
and it doesn't matter. I got to get some revenge in Supercross. It's a, or in motocross. It's a contract year. Which side of the fence do you lean on? Kind of both. Like I, I definitely feel like at this point he is phoning it in Supercross wise, but. Like, despite that, I still wouldn't be surprised if he wins Salt Lake, Salt Lake City for the reasons you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think that Supercross is not his priority in any way, shape, or form at the moment. And I imagine, like, when it comes time to get on a flight to Nashville, he's kind of like, what's the point? This is over. Who cares? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I'd be interested to know how much pressure there is from Kawasaki's side to try and get a Supercross win. Because it's rare for Kawasaki to go winless. So, um, funny you say this. I talked to a Cowie guy about this and he thinks that it has been since 1982 they have not won a main event in either class all year long yeah that i i looked into um premier class this week and i found 2004 but obviously at that point pro circuit were killing it in 250s yep. yep um so yeah it's it's definitely rare and i would imagine like who cares, America-wise? I would imagine what the big wigs in Japan and places like that are thinking when yeah. they look at these results, and they're like, "Well, why isn't this happening for us?" Yeah, Wardy got a win in '83, I think, uh, on a, in the big bike class, and then the 125 started in '85, and you know they they got wins all the time and all the 125, 250 Supercross. Um, so yeah, I, I I think I would think that's probably correct. Yeah, it's um, it's funny though because if. Kawasaki were winless last year, I don't think we would be that surprised because no one was expecting much from Anderson. But because he did so well last year, it just makes this year even more shocking. And even and even from Kawasaki's standpoint, I'd imagine they're like, well, how did you win seven last year and none this year? Right, like, right. Please help us understand. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, let's take uh, another phone call here from AJ. AJ, you got a showdown question? Yeah, so... Um I think you and uh, I think Paul said that you should just make it one big series. Yeah, we're but we're done with this dumb regional stuff. Yeah, I'm I, I'm totally down. I'm totally down for it too. But just in case, how about they just? I think I asked this like on a pre- previous show, but it's more so. Um, Anaheim one. That's the start of the season, correct? Yes. Why not just have all the life guys there for a showdown? Because the teams will tell you that, uh, you know, we got to cater to the teams and everybody gets a trophy and we got to, uh, you know, listen to the teams. The teams will tell you that that you can't do that because injuries happen in the offseason and therefore some guys have to nurse an injury and they're not quite ready until the East kicks off. And so they want want those extra weeks for any riders that are injured. I get get that. Then I mean, if that's the case, you should just make the outdoor series East and West too. Then. Uh, no, no. The East is the outdoor series is a national series. That that's no, 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 yeah. no. You, like do, like do like do you understand what I'm saying? Like if they're complaining about the guys aren't oh I see ready yeah, yet, yeah no, I know I know but uh, I don't know man uh, I think the 250 Supercross is j- it's so horribly broken and now they tighten it up either even more. For uh, to get out of there, and now we have, you know, eighteen-year-olds racing thirty-year-olds. Which, if you think of an eighteen-year-old physically and mentally, in every sort of way, the thirty-year-old has an advantage over the eighteen-year-old. And so we're just going to keep seeing these veterans kicking ass, unless you're jet, unless you're special. And the whole class sucks, and it's broken, and it needs to be fixed. But the AMA can't even keep track of triple crown points. So how the hell are they going to fix anything, AJ? That's that's true. That's right. true. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Right, Lewis, are you with me or not? 
Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Obviously, this is the first time that I've kind of followed an entire season of 250s as far as actually like in person, and it's made the flaws even more evident. Yeah, yeah. Um, just just stop with stop with what we tried to do it, the the original genesis of it. It's gone, and make it. You know, yeah, whatever. Just like you know, street bike racing has the lower class full time. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, man, we're going to let you go, but I need your winners for Nashville, first of all. I need your winners. Okay, I will go uh, Sexton and Hunter. Wow, okay, all right, great way to, way to go on Really out on a limb. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, that sounds good. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you in a week in Nashville. Get your cowboy hat. Will do. Awesome. Thanks for having right, me. See ya. That's, uh, that's Lewis Phillips from Vital MX, everybody. Thank you to Lewis for calling in. Uh, Plum Creek Funding, if you're looking to purchase a home in 2023, first-time buyer, investor, vacation home, Plum, crum, blah, blah. Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. You already own a home, looking to pull cash out, contact a professional with over 25 years of experience. Z-A-C-H, Zach, at PlumCreekFunding.com. They can do 12 different states now. Uh, he does a lot of people in the industry, helps them with their mortgages, helps them with their properties, uh, does great work over there. Reach out to Zach if you can. And we got a prize starting next week. Zach's going to give away two tickets to a suite in Denver uh, on next week's show. So stay tuned for Moto60 next week, and Zach will uh, be giving away those tickets. So super pumped on that. Max's Tires, MXSTs, of course, uh, used, used by A-Ray who may be ready for my Denver LCQ race. God help us. Jeremy McGrath using uh, Max's tires as well. UTVs, ATVs, uh, mountain bikes, uh, light truck tires, trailer tires, all of that. Maxis.com for more information on that. Thank you to those guys. Get Decal Works, Vertex Pistons, Plum Creek Funding, 100% all on board with us. We already gave away the uh, Fly Patrol gloves. Still looking to give away the 100% goggles, of course. And uh, speaking of fly racing, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. What's happening? Looking to go and bust out the kinetic mesh you sent me for my next time I go riding. I haven't ridden since then. Um, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, busting that out. So, Yeah, well, I mean, you uh, didn't make it to the Cal Classic. No, so, uh, no, that was that what was, it was for. Yeah. Yep, missed one. Um, so, yeah, better late than ever. Okay, weather-wise, anything change? Have you checked recently? Uh, it's Yeah, I mean, it's been hit and miss. I, I think we're just going to have to go with there's a chance it's going to rain. Um it's definitely raining today, no question about it. Uh, it's like 50% tomorrow, and then I've seen it. It just bounces in between yes and no on Saturday, so okay. it's really hard to say. Uh, I day, don't think they know. Uh, we know you don't like these day races, especially the early ones. Like, you're just you're, you're I not don't, a fan. Yeah. Uh, I just, well, I like the pageantry of the night races better, yeah. but I, I will say that I do like being done and, like, being able to go to dinner on Saturday night. Like that's, that's not a bad deal. And I also feel better on Sunday morning when everybody gets up to go to the airport. So right. it does have some redeeming qualities. Uh, I have not looked at the track map. I assume you have. Do we have anything special, anything different, anything catching your eye on this, on, on this track? Uh, not really. It's pretty standard. Um, the start is short, and it bends to the right. If you wanted one little uh, nugget to – um, kind of latch onto that's really it. Like we haven't had many right hand starts, you know, like right hand first turns, and it's pretty short. So maybe there's some bar banging, and then you know, I think it's people um, always talk about you can't use your rear brake. It doesn't seem to come to fruition as much as you might think, no, but it still no. is a thing. You just can't use your rear brake as maybe as much as you would like. I know people talk about this, and I, I say we've had right hand first turns 
for 20 years that I don't remember ever sort of chaos happening in any sort of right-hand turn. So I it is know. harder to stop. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah, hit and miss whether it actually turns in. Right, end. right. Everybody seems to figure it out. You guys are we're, we're professionals, almost like you're good at riding a dirt bike. You know? So, um, hey, by the way, Yamaha LCQ race coming up. Uh, raffle tickets on pulpamex.com. Please check it out and buy us a ticket. Support the privateers. We are over $40,000 right now for 22 guys. Uh, we're going keep to the, keep that thing going. Uh, we Generally, we get a late push. So, pulpamex.com, buy a ticket, maybe win a Yamaha, maybe win 19 other prizes. The Fly Guys stepped up and gave us a, a prize pack as well. So, please check that out if you can. Uh, we'd appreciate it. And, uh, all right, JT, I should have prepped you. I didn't prep Lewis, and he gave us an answer. So, let's just go with it. Which coast is stronger? Which coast is stronger this year? Is there is there one that comes to mind? Uh, we Lewis and I both thought West, but where are you at? Yeah, I'll go West too. Um, you know, losing McAdoo hurts that that argument a bit. Um, but yeah, man, when I just look at the East, it's it really kind of tails off towards the, towards the the back end a bit. But to be quite honest, I think both sides are pretty weak. Um, I don't know what it is if it's uh, just cyclical or a lot of guys are have moved to 450 and uh, mm-hmm. back end hasn't filled up or maybe you know like there's a lot of talent in the futures class like guys like Ryder d who you thought would be moved up by now haven't you know hymas uh checked out for outdoors so there's just these weirdo scenarios where guys aren't there um but yeah i don't personally think that either coast is like all that strong historically yeah we're getting a little bit of a changeover right and we've lost some guys to injury and, and, and everything else. So uh, I don't know. Have we heard of AP or AC coming back this weekend? Do we know? I, I think they're both in. Uh, AP is going to try. Yep. I think he's riding either way. And then I have no idea on AC. But I would I would think if he was even questionable last week, he would, he'd be out there this week. Yeah, I, I got to think so, right? Um, I'm just going to send him a text right now. All right, there we go. Okay, um, 11 points. Man, Cooper's gone four, five the last two races. Um, actually, it goes further further back than that. Sorry, uh, he's gone. Um, I'll get it. Four, four, five. The last three races, eleven points up. Like, I don't know. I mean, look, we see this. We say this every week, but okay, this week Cooper really has to win. <laughs> now he really does. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been more of like, man, you you might want to start winning these races if you want to be champ, but um, just the math. Is telling you like before i think it was like a momentum thing like you you know i, I think it was more of the sentiment and we like man he's, he's got to kind of turn the tide here and start winning races now it's just it's just a pure numbers game like it's it's nothing more than that to me um if you let eli go into you know the last two let alone the last one with the double digit lead like i don't know that's not the guy you want in that scenario like he's yeah. pretty rock solid um, he's not a guy that's going to take a lot of risk or put himself into bad situations, and he can come from the back, right? So you, you can't really rule out, well, if he gets a bad start, maybe. That's, I mean, he's used to coming from bad starts. Like yeah. He's done that his whole career. So yep. it's not uh, an ideal scenario. And then to couple that, you go into two races, one being his home race in Denver, and then another in Salt Lake where he rides that dirt and that altitude incredibly well. So good luck. To Cooper doesn't mean that crazy things can't happen. That's why they hold the races, but uh, it looks pretty tough at the moment. Yeah, uh, but uh, AC AC is in, so uh, Adam, okay, Adam is That's in cool. for this weekend, and I would imagine AP is going to going to be in too. So yeah, uh, interesting to uh, to see those guys back in the mix. Uh, poor 
poor uh, uh, Jeremy Hand and poor uh, Simonson and these guys that you know it was a privateer's heaven last week in the mud, but uh, we're adding two factory guys to the list. So, um, all right. Uh, also, I asked Lewis the same question. Let me ask you: uh, Rocks and Barsha, they both got a win this year. They're six mm-hmm. points difference in the points um, for fourth overall. Who, who's had the better season? Just, just at the end of this thing. If you're looking at who's had the better season, what's what's your take on it? I would go Barsha because, um, like, we know how good Kenny's been for a really long time, even though you have the Suzuki story and the questions there and all that. Uh, to me, Barsha has been more of a little bit of a resurgence. Um, I was questioning if he was going to continue racing after this year. I really, you know, going into the season, I wasn't 100% sure that he would keep going. And not only did he cement himself getting a new two-year contract, but he also has won a race and he's got a ton of podiums and, you know, he's been, he's turned the fastest laps at a ton of races. Like there's just been so many things that maybe I didn't necessarily expect from him. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's close. Like it's not a landslide either way, but I'll I'll give the nod to Barsha. See, Lewis and I would give the nod to Kenny based on the bike. Barsha's got a factory KTM there, right? Uh, Kenny, had a late start on a bike that is not as good as the other bikes. It's not that far off, let's face it, but it's not as good. Uh, so we went with Roxon. But, yeah, flip a coin, either one, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think it's uh, inarguable either way. Um, I just didn't – I didn't expect Barsha to have this kind of breakout season, uh, and he kind of has. Like, Kenny, I think we all thought, like, he's going to do pretty well at times, even with the bike things. He's just got way too much talent for it to be something he can't ever get past. Um, but Kenny, I think, is really making a statement late in the year, too. You know, he's gotten two podiums in a row here. You know, early on, it's great. Gets that podium at Anaheim. Everybody's like, oh, man, that's awesome. He wins the Indy race, and I think that kind of made the season. But to put two podiums together in a row here this late, where it's always the question of Kenny, is late in the year, everybody's tired, travel's wearing you down, can he still hang in there? And he kind of is. Yeah, yeah, it, it it's it's not bad. It's a, it's a successful season for them both. I think both riders and both the teams will take exactly what's happened. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think both of them have to be pleasantly surprised. Yep. Um, with Kenny, I think there there are expectations that come along with him. He gets paid at a premium to deliver, uh, so you kind of expect those results. But I think for Barsha, I don't think that his team necessarily expected this type of year going in and maybe you know the two maybe that's their fault for not expecting it but I, I know I didn't I don't I didn't see any writing on the wall as to why you would it, you know I expected top five results be a solid guy mm-hmm. um, not necessarily the guy that like is you know Daytona he has the fastest lap of the race like I certainly didn't expect him to do things like that um, you, at Indy had he gotten Kenny that would be two wins you know it just it's been a a better year than most for Barsha, and I didn't. I just didn't see it coming. Yeah. All right. So phone calls here. Mike is on one. What's up, Mike? Yeah, I just had a question about Chase Sexton, but I sure. think it you know could pertain to a bunch of different athletes over over time. Um, has there ever been a guy in Supercross who was fast as balls but crashed his brains out and then sort of figured it out? Like I just think about like James, you know, Kennard. Uh, AC's kind of in the same boat right now, but you, you guys are historians of the sport. Has there been any, anyone who's kind of been, you know, has anyone who's been figured it out kind of later in their career and won a whole bunch? It's a good question, JT. Anybody come to mind? Um, not really, I, honestly. Um, do you have anything? 
Not really. Uh, I mean, look, there, there's definitely been crashers that have figured it out, right? Like uh, I look at some guys like uh, Josh Grant. Um, he got kind of started he was blazing fast, crashed a lot, and then sort of smoothed out. But when he smoothed out, his his raw speed kind of went away, right? Um, so there was a little bit of a guy like that, and he wasn't certainly on Sexton's level. But if you're talking, um, Mike, the elite guys like Sexton is, no, can't think of anybody off the top of my head because his speed is, is phenomenal. There certainly are riders that have figured out to not crash, but I don't know if I'll put him on the same level as a, as a Sexton guy, right? So yeah, I mean, the really? only guy that go ahead, the only guy that comes to mind for me would be Stu, but he really never stopped crashing. No, no. I mean, he figured out to win championships, but yeah, he did. Yeah. But the crashes were still yeah. always a thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, you're right, Mike. It's not a. It's a. It's a good point. I think if you're a Sexton or his dad, you're hoping this KTM switch makes it happen. The one thing I'll say with Sexton is, you know, for all for all the crashing he does, he doesn't. I mean, I you know, I'm trying to think about this now. I'm about to say it, but I don't think he get, he doesn't seem to get hurt that bad. No, like he's somehow he you know the, the crashes aren't that bad but even, yeah even that big yeah. one in seattle you know was huge and yeah. he, he walked he was fine he didn't race that night but he was fine it didn't didn't cause him to get hurt i don't believe so yeah um all right yeah. thanks man hey by the oh. way do you want a pair of 100 percent goggles uh i don't ride moto okay. i'm a mountain biker i'll yeah. leave it there thank right. you those no problem even. thanks man appreciate it uh 100 uh pulp 30 is the code to save 100 percent on goggles and everything there they've always been synonymous with american motocross they've been in the sport since the 1980s and whether it's that street bike racing stuff that jt likes downhill mountain biking bmxing uh skiing all genres of running 100 percent is a generation of racers asking the original tagline how much effort do you give? And, of course, uh, Jet Lawrence and the Star Guys and Webb and AP and, uh, yeah, all of those guys using 100%. Pulp 30 is the code to save with 100%. And thanks to the folks at Get as well. Uh, two-stroke CDIs, four-stroke ECUs, factory Hondas using them now. Whether you want to uh, spice up your bike, uh, the 2023 YZ450 uh, ECU apparently is great. Uh, so please check out Get and Athena for more information on that. And if you want a discount from them, use the contact form on Pulpamex to send us an email, and we'll pass it on to uh, Get and Athena, and they'll dial you in, get you a Pulpamex discount. So uh, a lot of great electronics from the folks at Get. They've had a long history in the sport in MXGP and uh, Supercross Motocross. All right, let's get to uh, Eric on three. Eric has a future headline. I, I know JT loves this. Go ahead, Eric. How you doing, guys? Good. Uh, my future headline is... Does Bam Bam bash his way to the top, or can Kickstart Kenny climb past the competition? Do you? But is this for a, a, a title, a race in this weekend? Like what? Just, what, what? What are we? Yeah, just, just for next weekend's race. Considering we could possibly have weather coming up, and okay. Bam Bam's been kind of on a tear, and okay, he's oh. good in the rain. Okay, JT, which so. one you got? Well, um, I think they both do good. So I, I don't know, man. I, oh, I've never really understood this game. I don't really unbelievable. have a take on it. Um, Half the so reason I called. Is, unbelievable. But isn't, but isn't this game supposed to be two unlikely things that you have to pick between? Yeah, like, both of these no, like, yeah, yeah. No, I'll give you that, okay. JT. Eric, Eric's, Eric's headlines are not, you know, on point exactly. So Damn it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. Thanks. Yeah, it should be like Barsha wins or Barsha blows up. Yeah, like Roxon does good or Barsha does good. Like, I, I don't – okay? Yeah. Like, I'm just uh, – yeah, yeah, pick one. I'm yeah. fine. No, I'll give you that. As much as I hate to concede a point to you, I will give it to you. Uh, Adam's on one. What's up, Adam? 
Hey, guys. Yeah, my question, jumping forward a little bit to the outdoor season, on paper, is this between both classes looking like one of the best years in recent memory just in terms of all the guys that they have? Uh, 450s, I might be tempted to think that, right? I mean, we had so many runaways with Ricky and Dunge over the years outdoors. Eli as well. Eli and Marv had a couple of good years there, but basically when Eli won his titles, it was great. He was gone. Uh, but now we have Eli, Sexton, and Jet, who JT will agree with me on this, that he's going to be in the mix. And then never mind Ferrandis. And so the 450 class, I'll give you 250s, though. What are the career national wins for anybody outside of Justin Cooper in that class? Not that many, right? Uh, so I'm not sure about the 250s, but JT, I'll go 450s. Could be epic. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. We have a lot of talent, and if this the older guys stick around, uh, we're going to have some, some serious battles coming up over the next couple of years. Do you look at Dylan getting into the mix? Like, do you think he, like, you know? Outdoors, yeah. outdoors, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Um, I mean, the injury thing hasn't been as much of an issue outdoors. You know, I, mm-hmm. it's getting to the point where it's like, man, do you really think this Supercross thing is going to work? Because it just doesn't seem to on a 450. Like, we, we know he did it well on a 250. Yep. But it's almost getting to the point where it's hindering his chances of doing well in pro motocross. So uh, I'm almost happy that he's taking all this time off and not racing Supercross because I think he'll just be another guy that can add to the 450 excitement. And, and yes, to your point and to your question, I do think he can. I mean, you look at it like his first race back in Unadilla and how good he was before Barsha ended his season. Um, he can. Like, he got fourth in his first moto back. Like, I, I do think he can be that guy. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i go 450 class, Adam, but I'm not sure about 250s right now. Like, I don't see any all-timers in there um, like we've had in the past, you know? So... I feel like it's pretty wide open. I mean, what are I do your too. Yeah, I do ago? too. I mean, can, and I mean, I look at a guy like Forkner. Like, obviously, it's been tough, but dude, he's won a lot of nationals, and I think he's going to be ready for nationals. You know, for for the first round. So, yeah, if you add Forkner to to Hunter and Joe and Justin Cooper and RJ, right? And I'm probably missing a couple guys. So, Vial. Yeah, Vial. Yeah, I, Vial. I, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm there with Vial right now. The 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 the, the nationals have short practices, and you got to learn the track fast, and it's always, whether it's Rattray or whether it's Roxon, I've always found that these guys that come over are like, man, I don't have enough time to learn the track compared to, compared to the competition. So count me as a little bit uh, skeptical of Vial. I mean, look, he'll be, you know, good. He'll be 4-6, to 4-7 to seven guy, JT, but I don't know if Vial's going to do any better than that. I don't know. I, I, he's such a good starter. I think he's going to put himself in good position. Uh, I'm not. I'm kind of wait and see. But when I look at the 250 class overall, I don't see a ton there. there. There's not a lot. There's not many riders there that have won a lot. You know, Hunter is kind of coming into his own. Uh, Justin Cooper has been good in the past, but you know, last year wasn't his best year. So it's it's kind of it's kind of a weird time. Like it, it's right for someone to come in step in and dominate and maybe hunter does that uh but you know jets won the last two titles jerry martin's been a little banged up he's definitely not in his prime anymore so i don't know man it's it's a really wide open class uh for me and unless you just want to take the side of hunter which totally makes sense the rest of it to me is kind of like eh, there's a lot of opportunity there somebody I'd, you know rj could be yeah. good like there, there could be a lot of cases you could make for whose summer this is going to be the club guys are sort of i mean you have to do this because I, I've been on a team, um, 
so I get it. But the club guys are thinking title, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and if you talk to Mike Bonacci, you're going to think that too, right? That's that's yeah. his job, and that's what they do. And, yeah. But um, I don't see that. No, our job is to be unbiased, look at the field, look at who's kind of trending the right ways. And to me, that all points to Hunter. Uh, he's just on his best form ever. He was second best last year, you know, and, uh, you know, Joe came on really strong, but to me, it's the kind of the top step is wide open mm-hmm. and Hunter looks like the kind of the trying to think of the right phrase here. Um, the air, like ready yeah. to step into place there and, and take over the crown. Yeah. He's my favorite right now going in. I would have, I would have said before the season that Hunter and Cooper kind of on the same level. Uh, but I think Hunter, in my eyes, with the season he's had and the, the way he's riding, I think he's the favorite right now. So, Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. I, I would not have given him this, this much credit going into the season. Uh, but then when I kind of review last summer how it went, and then I factor in how good Hunter is right now, it's hard not to kind of start leaning that way. Yep. Uh, Adam, you want a pair of 100% goggles? Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, thanks for the call, man, and uh, stay on hold. We'll get you, get your information. Thank you. Uh, I guess it's uh, I guess it's time to talk outdoors now. We're at the point in Supercross where we're talking outdoors, I guess, JT? I don't know. Um, yeah, why not? Um, all right, okay, so before we let you go here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, uh, thank you to Fly Racing for all they do for us. Get it at motorsport.com or your local dealer. Um, I need your winners, and I just got a feeling you're going to be just like Lewis. Go ahead, though. I'm going to go Sexton to win the 450. And I, I'm going to pick Hunter. Like, I know there's the title thing and all that, but I just think he's the best guy by quite a bit. I don't, I don't even think he has to, like, take a lot of chances and he can still win. Right. That's exactly what he picked, and it makes sense. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know lo- what he picked. So. It's logical. Funny. It's very logical. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Well, hey, thanks for uh, coming. Are you working this weekend? Uh, no, not till Denver. Okay. No. All right. You'll be in Denver. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we'll see you this weekend, man. Thank you. Okay. All right. See you guys. That's Jason Thomas from Fly Racing, everybody. Uh, thanks for uh, listening. I'm going to end this three minutes early for Tits Legendary's Tea Time. That's what we do. That's how we do it. Great job, Tits. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. 100% Vertex, Plum Creek Funding, Decal Works, Get, Maxis, and, of course, Fly Racing on board with us. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>